Hey, Natural Born Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Kinky in the Kitchen, where every swirl, curl, coil, and wave is celebrated. You'll hear inspiring stories from women who have left straight hair, wigs, and weaves behind, despite the discrimination and bias, to reclaim their power by rocking their natural hair. Be it spiraled, kinky, defined, or straight. Whether you're already a natural sister or still finding the courage to unleash your beautiful coils, you're not alone, and you're in the right place. Let's get to know your host, She's passionate about inspiring Black women to rock their natural hair with confidence, teaching our Black natural hair-wearing women how to show up despite hair discrimination and biases. She's natural like you and rocks her kinks in the kitchen loud and proud. She's Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister. What's up, Natural Born Sisters? It's your girl, Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister, a.k.a. Living My Best Life. Welcome to the Kinky in the Kitchen podcast, a show that highlights Black women who are rocking a natural hair with confidence, despite discrimination and bias. Last week, my solo episode was about natural hair's popularity diminishing after COVID's pandemic. And it was COVID that provided this opportunity that would force women to wear their natural hair. Now, as things started to get back to normal, there's been tons of conversions back to manipulated hair. Manipulated meaning like relaxers, maybe getting a weave or wearing a wig in general. And it doesn't necessarily mean manipulating the actual strands, but bringing out something that's, of course, not your original texture. So as a natural hair mentor and enthusiast, I felt that this would be the thing, the circumstance that would allow most black women, at least most, to embrace their natural hair as there was enough time to get used to it, but never given the opportunity to wear it in public. Now, this is the problem, right? That was the biggest part of the issue because in order for you to get over anything, you have to be able to walk around people. This is what's gonna you know, develop and build your comfort level, okay? And quarantine allowed for lonely streets and no one went to certain jobs and it was just a wild wild west tumbleweed dust ball passing zombie land when it came to people's presence so it was all left behind I feel that this is a good episode to tune into especially if this is you so it is the last episode that before this one definitely tune into that one episode 14 right um especially if this is you who've been through it and can relate to it. It included some factual information that supports the idea. And it was quite interesting if you ask me to say the least. So, but today, today I want to talk about hair shame. Now, what the fuck is hair shame, Lisa? You might be asking, right? Well, it's a reason why you don't wear your natural hair or wear it maybe in a certain way something like that. But they're shaming in natural hair and for different reasons. So your hair shame can differ from someone else's hair shame, although it leads to the same conclusion. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those hair shames. I'm going to go through each hair shame and go into some detail on each one so that we can know how and why it happens. And this is all from my perspective and some research to see if any of the hair shames Excuse me. <clears throat> I am suffering from a very bad head cold, so I might even sound funny, sis. So 
um, I've done the research and to see if any of the hair chains matched to what I thought. And coincidentally enough, there was pretty much equal support there. So I'm happy to go ahead and present these. So I'm going to go through them one by one. And again, like I said, give you the details. So the first hair shame has to do with hair type. Now, the most acceptable types of hair was more of the wavy textures. Like, was it 3A to 3C? Those type of textures, as opposed to the more coarse texture. So when I researched this particular hair shame, there was a statement made by a young lady named Kara Meeks. And she finds that the loose curls are standard for natural hair representation. That's fucked up. (laughs) Anyway, saying that when people think of naturally curly hair, they think of loose curls. And not only that, women with coarser textures like myself, wish for these hair types because we feel that the hair is more manageable and, 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 and prettier than the coarser textures. But I feel so different about wanting to have any other texture than I do right now. Like these days, I feel very different about it. What you know is the 4C or 4Z, as in zebra, like I like to call it. But that's how fucking, t- you know, tough my hair is. It's like coarse. You know, but I love it now. But as far as the manageability, I'm still on that train because the fact still remains that it is a very coarse and hard to manage texture. So I definitely relate to this shape in some sort of way, but we're not going to stick on it too long. So let's keep it moving. Another hair shame is not being able to style consistently. Now you have adapted to a style or you're trying to figure it out. Now, it's nice to have a go-to style. Like, I do have a go-to style, but you get tired sometimes. And it's important to have some versatility. Now, with course here again, like I have, I, I, I just can't achieve it. And from what I understand, the you know, through research, 4C hair textures have multiple styling techniques nowadays that I can't even achieve to save my life. Because on top of the texture itself, it's thinning and very fragile. So I have to be careful even with protective styling. And for me, that could get very expensive because putting synthetic hair in my hair is not an option, like for a braiding style, because I can lose my hair as a result. So again, I did find an article that supports this shame as well. See, I don't want to just give you shit and you, you think I'm just saying stuff and making stuff up. No, even when I have great ideas and I'm thinking, I want to see if someone else has thought about it. And even if they didn't, not saying my idea is not great, but if I can support what I'm saying, it helps you even more. So a young woman in her early 20s, you know, she gives complicated feelings about her own hair and what she calls acceptable styles, like stretching out her strands with braid outs and twist outs. This is not a great reason to create these styles. And of course, they're cute in nature, but it's not natural. However, me, myself, I do love these types of styles for my hair because it gives me more style option. And although I love the original texture of my hair now, there's very limited styling that can be achieved in this way. So I felt like I could 100% relate to this hair shame because I struggle. I struggle with styling and my hair being dried out. And the fact that I have multiple textures 
doesn't make the styling process any easier. So let's move on to the next. Now this last hair shame I want to talk about is called professional hair shame. We could claim that the movement has failed black women by convincing them that their natural hair is acceptable in the professional world like anyone else's. And we know this to be true when it's of Eurocentric, European beauty standards. And if we do not conform to those standards by stretching and pulling and relaxing out our hair, we are definitely outcasted. And we are told we don't look professional. We are told that this is not allowed. And they feel so threatened by our hair that they had to put laws on it. So how do we overcome professional hair shame? It's damn near impossible when we can't even get the whole damn country to sign off on the petition for the Crown Act. And with only a handful of states honoring this act, what do we do? I know we conform to social norms or expectations at work. So what the fuck is the norm, though? It's not the norm when you have to look like someone else and not yourself just to be accepted. And for those who don't know what the Crown Act is, let me tell you. And this, you know me, this comes from racist ass Google, right? And I'll explain after, but let me tell you how they identify or describe what the Crown Act is. It says, the Crown Act legally protects people and workplaces from discrimination based on their natural hair. Now, I read this description from Google on what the Crown Act does. What's wrong with this statement? Is this supposed to help us? Legally protects people and workplaces. What people? Who are they identifying? They know that only people, they know, they know this, that the only people, the only fucking people who are being discriminated against are black women. So why not just say that? No one wants to admit to being wrong. Why help if you are not going to identify the audience who is affected? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I remember a time when I would search women on Google, just to be curious, because that's just me. And the results came up all white women, as if only white women existed. We know why the results represented that. It was not a mix. The black women were like at the end of the search, maybe three to five pages down, not the page, but the search itself. And I'm wondering if they've been called out on this because now I do see a mix of women cultures and races. So how does this continue? You know, I want to see it. I want to see how it continues moving forward. If it's a break, cause I'm going to keep searching. I know me. So anyway, I just had to bring that in there and let you guys know, cause I, I do the most and I'm going to share the most. Anyway, it's like when the natural hair movement swept America a decade ago. You guys remember when this all came out? You know, a lot of us was happy. A lot of us was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going to my natural hair. I don't know what to do. It was supposed to encourage black women to love their hair in its natural state with the help of like uh, the YouTube, you, you know, tutorials, products, new products, regimens, you know, specific to black hair. So me, I felt that 
all this glamorized the looser curl tribe. That way I felt about tutorials was a bit biased. In the way that women that taught or did the tutorial who were also learning too, had the textures I was not familiar with. The 4C texture did not have a big play on, um, or even a play, I should say. They didn't even have a play at all because we had the coarsest texture there is. And as I look now, I am so proud. I see more 4C now than anything. And I salute you bold beauties who came in and not only changed the game, but created a game period for us to be part of it as well. Hey, ladies who rocking 4C, who's, who's teaching, don't forget 4C here has a lot of protein in it. So please don't show us stuff with, you know, regimens that have protein in it. It's killing me right now because I've tried it twice. I've even tried avocado, like DIY. Don't do it to us because it, it it doesn't work for us. So I just want to throw that out there. Now, it may work for some four textures, but 4C? Nah. So, you know, there's always going to be something that shames you when it comes to wearing your natural hair. Whether you try to control it or not, especially in those beginning stages. And you know what? It's okay. It is okay because it's normal to have some sort of hair shame. Whether you've been discriminated against, criticized, can't find your style, don't know how to take care of it. It's okay. Because for most of these shames, there's a resolution. And if you're new to this natural hair game, just keep in mind, you will need patience. But I'm here to tell you, you got this. And let me tell you, my first hair shame, when I first started to embrace my hair, was how kinky, coily my hair was. And I'm saying to myself, why is my hair so hard and nappy like a brillo pad? And yes, I do use the word nappy because that is how I describe my hair. Because I hate when people tell me not to use the word nappy, say kinky. What's the difference? I say whatever the fuck I want to say because it's my hair. And let's get into it because to me, words are not a big deal. Now, a person can determine what they want a word to sound like or mean, like curse words, for instance. Let's go there. Yes, I am going there because I do curse. So I look up the definition of the word curse. Now, there were three. So I chose the one that most likely represent what I want to talk about today, right? And it says, use coarse or blasphemous language to express anger or other strong emotions. That's not even true, y'all. I could curse during a joke. I can curse during a casual conversation. It's not always coarse or even blasphemous. It's just a series of words that someone said, if you say this, it's bad. It's considered a curse. Now it has been labeled. Look, I don't fall into brainwashing tactics. That keep me from being me. If this is the case, then you can identify any word as a curse or a bad word. For a good example is like, I can say the word, but I now pronounce the word, but B-U-T. Now it's a curse word. So every time you say it, it can be used in a coarse manner. It just makes no sense to me. It's important for people to know that everything has been created by man. I digress, but you got this. You do got this. And I want you to identify your hair shame and it could be anything. 
that you feel is shameful as it relates to your natural hair, or it can be one of the shames we talked about here on today's show. And once you've identified it, try to write all the things you don't like about it. Yes, this is a feelings, a feelings exercise. I just want a simple list. If you can get at least two things on there, I would love that. But one to two things you don't like about your hair shame and figure out how to address the thing you don't like about it one by one. Or if it's just one thing, just do the one. I'm hoping it's two, but at least I get something, right? (laughs) And a good example of this is my hair shame is taking care of my hair, right? So the one thing I don't like about it is that I cannot do anything with it because it's so coarse and it dries out, right? So the second thing, is I don't want my hair to fall out because of it. And last, the third thing, I hate to go out because of it. So how do I work with this list to try to come to a solution? It's hard for this one. Since I do a lot of research, I found that there's a professional that can help me with my particular hair shame. And they're called trichologists. Yes, trichologists examine the hair and the scalp. And it diagnoses and recommends treatments for your condition and its severity. I also suffer from dry, itchy scalp. So this is a perfect solution for me. And since most trichologists are hairdressers by profession as well, they can recommend the best products for your hair. So the combination of the two is like amazing. So I will follow the regimen, you know, that they suggest. And I'm sure this this will address my hair shame. And since I do have an appointment with the lovely Angie Boyd. Now, if you guys remember Angie Boyd, she was a professional guest in our professional series in November of 2022. I will follow up with, you know, after my appointment, I'm going to follow up with you, sis. You know, you know, let you know how it went. I will also tell you what recommendations she provided for me. That's I'm, I'm, I'm excited about my appointment. So, If your hair shame is anything like mine, you will at least have an idea on how to address it. Meaning, if it's like mine, you would definitely probably seek trichologists, right? But remember, different hair, different solutions, but it is a start. Now, if you're experiencing hair shame, I would love for you to either come on the show and share your story or talk to me one-on-one so that we can come to a solution for you. It doesn't have to be showcased on the show. I can help you one-on-one in private. You know, it's hard to be you when you don't feel at your best. You may think that the solution is to get a protective style or throw on a wig on top of it, but that's just masking the issue. It just hangs around much longer and running away from the better solution. I And I've said this in previous shows that protective style should only be to give your hair a break or Basically, it is a break. Maybe you want to figure out what the next style is. Or maybe you just want to give your hair a rest. That's what it's supposed to be used for, not to be running away from a better solution. You want to embrace your natural hair, not hide it. That's the whole point of this. And so if there's anything you can take from our time here together today, is the fact that you have identified your hair shame. And now what are the next steps of dealing with it? I'm talking to sisters in one-on-one sessions to help them identify their, you know, their hair shame and what next steps to take. And our time together is to be able to take you to the next level in coming out natural 
in your natural hair journey with confidence. And the steps I will present will be personalized to your hair shame. And do not, I repeat, do not allow the word shame to hold you back. It is the most realest word. And if you can face that, then you have taken the first step to get to where you confidently need to be. Now, our conversations are friendly based, just like a close sister with high level results. I will make you feel the most comfortable so that you may get the best help as it allows you to be honest about your journey. Just email me at naturalbornsister at gmail.com. Now, sister is spelled with an A-H at the end. So it's S-I-S-T-A-H. And put your hair shame in the subject. And then in the body of the email, let me know what your hair shame is. And if you are a good fit, I will send you a calendar to schedule how to prepare for your free 30 minute session with me. And that will upgrade you to the next level. So start getting help with your journey so that you can be ready to show out before next season. Okay, listen, don't allow your hair shame to keep you from embracing your natural coils. We've all been there and through it, sis. And even though I'm having some troubles, I still don't hide my coils. If I feel like my hair is not at its best and I gotta go somewhere, trust babe I'm still going sis don't allow it to you know some of us are still going through it because they refuse to help because it can be reversed but they may not know it can so spread the word sis and hey sis thank you for tuning in and don't forget kinky in the kitchen is rocking on youtube so subscribe to the channel so you can see our well-liked intro and outro videos on every show and you know I'm always rocking the natural the natural born sister T with logo and don't forget to get you one sis and remember we're bringing you kinky content in the kitchen every Wednesday on your favorite cast peace that's all for today what feelings are you left with do you have questions thoughts DM on IG at natural born sister and let's talk about it Oh, and don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They really help us grow and reach more women who need company on their hair journey. We'll chat it up next week.